0: everyone and welcome back to my podcast channel wellness with sylvie so i really really hope that you enjoyed the last episode let's worry about coronavirus albeit it's a quite controversial title but then again it's very good to to sort of try and get people engaged in that sense and i think If you've listened to it, you will find it's not really about us just worrying about coronavirus, but it's us thinking about it, right? So I have been thinking over the last week, like, what next to share? What content do I want to share with all of us? Now, things in Kenya are becoming a bit more uh, scary. They're becoming a bit more dire, and, and quite frankly, it's it's causing a lot of us to shiver, right? It's causing a lot of worry. It's causing us to feel anxious. It's causing a whole manner of, of just being scared of what's going to happen, okay? The cases have grown, and now what we, are, what we are looking upon is whether our government is going to be able to handle this. But what is running ancillary to this, right, is all these conspiracy theories that are coming up about coronavirus. Now, my family, we have a family WhatsApp chat. We have a a shared group. And I'm sure all of you can just empathize when I say that it is full of forwards, it's full of links to news, it's full of um, government directives, it's full of just so many things that you are just being bombarded with uh, that now that even things like conspiracy theories about whether... China has launched a, a a bio biomedical weapon against the the U.S. As, a, as an act of terrorism, you know, or vice versa, and all these things that are being said about how, um, you know, it was targeted at Africans or so on and so forth, or rather that was the case for something like AIDS, or how it's just a a global um, a global way of us doing population control. Okay. So these are all conspiracy theories that have come to light and everybody is just asking, well, what is this coronavirus? Where has it come from? And so what happens is that we lean towards these conspiracy theories. So my episode today, or the conversation that I am trying to spark up today, is how do we debunk COVID-19 conspiracy theories, okay? And I think this is quite an interesting topic, and it's quite up for debate. And I know that I'm diving into quite controversial things here, but I want to just make a disclaimer before I get too deep into this conversation. This is not meant to have a debate element. All I'm doing in my capacity is getting people to really think about the information that they get in regards to this epidemic, this pandemic that is affecting us all. Okay. The thing about conspiracy theories is that it makes intuition and stress conspire against you, okay? So while we all have a sense of intuition, that feeling that we get as human beings, that sixth sense that when, when we know that something is something, right? Um, we all have that feeling, you know, like when you get a bad feeling about doing something or when you get a good feeling about something good that's about to happen. That's intuition. It's unexplainable. Um, But the word for it is intuition. So when it comes to conspiracy theories, your intuition and obviously the stress, the external stress, they conspire against you. Because what these theories do is that they have an element of truth to them, right? They have an element of things that could well potentially carry a lot of facts in them. And they play to your intuition, which then also plays to your stress or causes you stress. So that is the that is the purpose of today's uh, today's podcast is that we are talking about these conspiracy theories. So, before we dive into some of the conspiracy theories that are out there, I just want to 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 start with the basics. What exactly is a conspiracy theory? Okay, and we're just going to go right off the bat. The thing about conspiracy theories is that nobody can agree on what a conspiracy theory is. If you ask different people in different academic fields, they're going to give you different answers, and that's just the truth, right? Now, whilst you may have a following of certain conspiracy theories or theorists, um, you will find that the people who create or sort of build on these conspiracy theories, they cannot quite agree on which one is correct, and that is why it is a theory, a conspiracy theory. Okay, So I, uh, obviously, as I look for content, I've been searching the web and I came across this website, The Verge. And on this article, the contributor, who is a psychologist, she says, and I'm just going to read a quote, as a psychologist, I'm not going to look into whether it's true or not that everybody in the government is a lizard person. I am just interested in why people would accept or reject that idea. And this is where I come from, this is where I'm standing. Why would people accept certain conspiracy theories versus others? And this is the real psychology behind this, okay? It's just, it's a secret plot by a powerful people or a powerful organization working together to advance some kind of sinister goal through deception. So in many ways, it's very very politicized, right? Conspiracy theorists, come from a very 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 serious political angle okay and they are theories okay they hold some truth but they play on this and this is how they get massive following so if you ask other people they'll give you other definitions as to what conspiracy theories are like a philosopher would say that a conspiracy theory is any theory about a conspiracy now It seems very straightforward, but perhaps it's too broad, and it doesn't fit how most people would use that term. Now, what we have come to see is that these theories are very appealing to uh, people for a lot of reasons. Um, And this is why we're going to talk about the conspiracy theories behind COVID-19. So before I really get into the meat of this, And I keep coming out of this. But the reason is, it's very dangerous exposing people to information that's going to affect them in some way or another. We all like to think that we are immune to these conspiracy theories, to this information. But the bottom line is, it does have an effect on our psyche. I don't know that conspiracy theories have a uniquely powerful effect to them. I don't know that. But where conspiracy theories can seduce people Is when you have a conspiracy theory that's very appealing to you on the basis of other things that you believe in so there's a lot that plays in the background okay for example let's say that you're a huge supporter of Donald Trump and you come across a conspiracy theory that says a lot that says "Mm, all of the people who are his rivals his political enemies people that he doesn't like are all super evil and are working together to engage in satanic child sacrifice. So that's something that perhaps would appeal to you because of other things that you believe, because of just generally Donald Trump's character, the way he carries himself, his um, sort of sub-racist ideologies or whatever, so on and so forth. There's something that would appeal to you because of the other things that you believe. It wouldn't appeal to somebody who doesn't like Donald Trump at all and is probably quite okay with his enemies just being normal people. It has to be congruent to some extent with other things you already believe. That's just the bottom line of how, about how conspiracy theories work. But conspiracy theories are very appealing, right? It could be because it makes sense of something that they're having trouble to come to grips with. For example, COVID-19. It could be a way of dealing with some type of uncertainty, some feeling, because they have, they have a feeling of a loss of control with what's happening to them, or what's happening around them. Or it's just a way of trying to rationalize uh, something that they have failed to rationalize, and it's created a sense of defeat. So conspiracy theories just come and sweep in right at the time when we have you know, lost hope. So how can we debunk COVID-19 conspiracy theories? So there's a whirlwind of news about this novel coronavirus pandemic, and it's hard to figure out what's a scam or a rumor and what's vital information. The ways in which the COVID-19 disease caused by this novel coronavirus has transformed the way we work. As per my last episode, we are now seeing that we have to work remotely and we have to figure out how to keep ourselves entertained. And it feels unreal as a matter of fact, I just chatted to uh, a colleague of mine who says, you know what, it's been this amount of time and it still feels like I'm in a dream. And I said to her, yeah, to be honest, I feel like I'm on holiday, but I'm still working. So to understand why there's so much information out there, for example, that the virus was purposely created in a lab, um, you know, you have to be very careful what you read. You have to be able to weed out what is, it, what is true And what is a conspiracy theory? And remember, a theory is only a theory until it is tested true. So remember that. It's just a theory. How we test it to be true, that is a whole different story for a different day. And I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into the whole point of whether this is true and whether this is false. But it's up to you, as a person in your society, to try not to be somebody who creates conspiracy theories or who um, who sort of per- perpetuates them and populates them, okay? So it's very important for us to, to try and debunk them in that sense. So why should we be thinking about conspiracy theories at a time like this? So um, as you know, and usually I'm not, it's not like, It's not like there are times I don't try and buy into the whole conspiracy theories. In fact, I remember when we had the 9-11 sort of, was it um, the zeitgeist or something that spoke about how 9-11 was, you know, all the, all the, the Jewish people who were working in the World Trade Center at the time sort of had intelligence and they didn't actually show up to work. And whilst we don't have enough information to say whether this was right or wrong, it was... It seemed very credible, Okay, It seemed very credible. And this is the thing. We were at a point in our lives where we are being threatened by this thing called terrorism, by people being bombed in their places of comfort, people being bombed at their places of work, um, all in the name of war, right? And so now we're trying to figure out why do we feel like we're missing information? So people come up with these theories. And as I said, a theory is only a theory until it is proven to be fact. So, for example, you have some politicians in the US pushing certain conspiracy theories that the virus was bioengineered in a Chinese lab. And then you had retaliation to that. You had Chinese officials pushing the conspiracy theory that the US bio- the US now bioengineered the virus. So we talked, uh, you know, we've talked about these two different sides, and it seems like a bit of a cold war now. One country is blaming the other country for something that they cannot understand. And what happens is when it becomes politicized, people start to believe it. Then again, these are conspiracy theories. There's not always just a guy with a tinfoil hat in his basement talking on his laptop. It can actually be governments intentionally constructing conspiracy theories for strategic reasons. Politics. 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 And so when you have governments pushing out all these conspiracy theories, they're very distracting. It's not what we need, you know, it's not what we need as civilization, as human beings. That is the, the thing we need the least in times like this. What we need is all our governments working together to address the global pandemic like this, okay? So why are those particular conspiracy theories harmful? When you have conspiracy theories spreading around, one of the things it does, it erodes public trust in in institutions, particularly government institutions and medical institutions who provide accurate information. It is the purpose of the World Health Organization, the Center for Disease Control, amongst other organizations who have been mandated to literally give us up-to-date information backed up with scientific evidence and scientific facts as to how and what we can do to deal with this virus. Now we understand what the virus is, but how we're dealing with it, or how we are learning new information about how it is spreading, or what we can do to stop it, this is accurate information provided by scientists. So one way that can cause damage right, is then that the public doesn't follow the advice that comes from these institutions. Because Why? Because governments have political agendas. And instead of governments coming together and working together to address these issues, they are making it about politics. Now, this is Kenya. We know all about how our government politicize just about everything. So be very careful. These things can cause a lot of damage, right? It can cause you to turn against people, which is the, quite frankly the stupidest thing you can do in a situation like that. So if you have the Center for Disease Control advising the public to maintain social distances, don't go to public events, public gatherings, restaurants, concerts, pubs, people are distrusting this advice because it comes from mainstream institutions. Then the conspiracy theories now be, are now distracting. And that has direct implications because people start behaving in ways that not only endanger themselves but endanger the public in general. So here's an interesting statistic. 29% of Americans believe the virus was created in a lab, and this is according to new data from the Pew Research Center. Why has the conspiracy theory about the virus being engineered in labs become so popular? Oh, let's talk about this now. This is very interesting. So I think the, the two things that are really applicable to this situation is the feeling of power, powerlessness and coping with the threat. So as I said, when people feel vulnerable, believing in conspiracy theories gives them more of a feeling of control. It seems almost counterintuitive because why would imagining that this secret conspirators in a lab generating a virus, why does that make people feel more in control? Because at least that is an explanation. So you see, we have been given a very solid uh, explanation So we choose to rely on this secret. Plus, human beings, we always love a bit of secrets, you know, secret conspiracies and and all this thing, okay? So if the the explanation is just random things happen in nature, people do not like randomness. We like to have logic. We like to know exactly what things are, and this is a major flaw of us human beings, by the way. Um, And if that explanation is just random things, yeah, people don't like randomness. We prefer to have casual explanations. We prefer to have meaning in the way that we understand what happens in the world. And so conspiracy theories offer meaning. We're more vulnerable to them when we feel powerless, okay? When we feel threatened, when we need to get a sense of control. So how do we, beca- how do we debunk theories like this when you come across them, okay? They call this an empathetic approach. There's a range of different solutions that we list, okay, that we have access to, And I think that the general principle is that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So very interesting quote. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Or prevention is better than cure. Prevention is better than cure. It's better to inoculate people preemptively against these conspiracy theories rather than trying to go in afterwards to undo the damage. This is very important when you're thinking about conspiracy theories, okay? So not only are you preventing yourself from getting corona, but you're also preventing yourselves from falling from falling into this whole um, crowd of conspiracy theorists. So inoculate yourself against getting infected by conspiracy theories, no matter how juicy they might seem to you, right? So think of it like this. Think of it like... I'm not going to believe this conspiracy theory until I know that it has been proven true. Prevention, not cure. But also, when you address conspiracy theories, you do it in a way that doesn't reinforce or promote them. For example, what I'm trying to do here, right now, today, I am trying to address these conspiracy theories. I'm not trying to say that they are wrong. I am just trying to say that I do not reinforce them, and I do not promote them. I would choose to always get my information from places that have created a sense of logic. And even if we are being told that there's a sense of randomness and it's unnerving, it's important for you as a human being for you to do a civic duty to yourself and to the people around you, not to reinforce them and not to promote them unless you know that it's true. So how do you know what how do you know that what you know is true. Now that's a whole other philosophical debate. But what you must know is you must trust that everyone in this world wants this to be wants this to be over. People are scared of dying. People are scared of losing their jobs. People are scared of the people around them getting harmed by something they don't understand. Okay? So inoculating yourself against these conspiracy theories is important. Inoculation is delivering misinformation in a weakened form by explaining how it can be true and explaining what the facts are instead. Okay? So, for example, this conspiracy theory that the virus was created in a the lab, there are origins to it. And I'm sure the, the the doctor being media blacked out and then him, you know, magically dying after a couple of weeks after that has fueled a whole 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 library of conspiracy theories okay and that my friends is what is really going to keep you up at night so in many ways you not believing conspiracy theories will give you better sleep if your goal is to convince conspiracy theorists that what they're saying isn't necessarily true or if your goal is to help curb the perpetuation of these theories then what you have to do is be empathetic You have to have empathetic dialogue that is necessary. It is necessary. Okay? So debunking these conspiracy theories is important for your mental health. It's important for the people's health around you. It's important in terms of you being able to get the sleep. Stay away from information that you know is only going to make you feel more stressed out. Look at what's happening on WHO websites. Look at what you can actually say this is credible information. And there's a reason why people say that this is credible information. So, for example, uh, a great guide from uh, the CDC, I believe, that gives you the best graphs and data for tracking the coronavirus pandemic. Um, You can find this all on The Verge, theverge.com. I encourage you to read that website, okay? So now that we have a lot of people who are infected, it's very easy for you to have there all these different websites that have all this data about where it's the worst, how many people that have died. Find, find the ones that you know are creditworthy, WHO. Look at this Verge one online, okay? And just try your best to have a buffer. Filter out the things that will be helpful to you stick to what you are being told by the people that you can rely on avoid getting into highly politicized debates about coronavirus another group I'm seeing that I'm on is where they're talking about how all countries are handling it badly and this and this and this now while there may be a lot of truth to this and while countries may uh, be handling the situation better stop worrying about the bigger picture and worry about your immediate footprint Your immediate footprint starts with you and it starts with the people you have direct contact with. Do your part. Do your part and refrain from making it political, okay? Stay away from conspiracy theories that just cause you more stress. Remember, when it comes to conspiracy theories, intuition and stress, they conspire against you. And this is the enduring of crap endure through all this crap and we're going to emerge on the other side okay guys that's all i have for today if you liked this episode quite a controversial episode um then you know feel free to to write a comment feel free to put in a reaction share it widely and uh i think long term we're going to look at how we can have more collaborative podcasts with other contributors but for now This is all we'll be talking about for today. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you really, really find it engaging. And I hope it opens your eyes up to a couple of things. Okay? So take care. Stay safe. Stay clean. And do your civic duty to yourself and to the wider population. Take care, guys, and I'll see you next time.